Hey, everybody. Welcome to Right On Radio. We have the most unusual of shows today because we're going to talk fashion. And, of course, I'm joined by the ever-so-fashionable Christy Tasker. Hey, Jeff. Thank you very much for having me on again today. Man, I could not believe the fashion at the Met Gala. Well, I mean, and I have some comments about fashion as well believe it or not so here goes the intro right on right on right on live right live right in the real world right on radio right on radio that's right and to live right in the real world we need to dress, or do we? We need <laughs> clothes, clothes, Jeff. <laughs> clothes are important, and I would suggest that a clothed person, in most cases, looks much better than an unclothed person. Yes. I can't even imagine, like, going out without clothes on, Jeff. You know, it's kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of a way to hide the ugly. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and not to mention in the summertime, like I, I would go through just a fortune in uh, the SPF 6,000 that I have to wear for my pale <laughs> white skin. It'll take you like all day to like bathe in, in white sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> I do wonder what happened in biblical days of, you know, how they actually made it with no sunscreen. I mean, that's a good question. So that could go back to also the skin tone. It, it could, but I, I think that uh, you know, I, I know that the sun has changed just in my lifetime because uh, people you get way more burned way faster now, and it's probably because of the all the seeding they put up in the atmosphere, the chemtrails and stuff. Look, it's everything is everything is just so cabal. Those chemtrails are really bad these days, Jeff. I mean, I live near the airport and it's kind of wild because some days they're there and some days they're not. And it really depends on what airlines are flying over. Yeah. Well, and military planes been doing it as well. Yeah. My dad actually sent me um, a photo from Clayton, Georgia, up in the mountains. Everything's beautiful, beautiful blue skies. And there's a streak across and it's not even in the, a normal flight path. Yeah. And, and it'll just remain there. Right. So yeah, that's how you can tell there. Yeah. True. But let's get into fashion, Christy, because this is a this is a topic that uh, you're probably much more versed in than I am. But I will confess, back in my twenties, I was uh, always a big Alice Cooper fan, and I used to have the T-shirt "Flush the Fashion." Oh, you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did a good job of flushing the fashion right now in the toilet, as far as I'm concerned, Jeff. <laughs> See, I kind of liked the style. <laughs> so let me ask you a question, Jeff. So, what is something you have in your closet today that none of us would expect? Oh, I'm not just a regular. I and mean, we know you're a t-shirt Harley kind of guy, so I imagine you've got lots of leather jackets. But I want to know what you have in your closet that maybe no one knows about. So. <laughs> Oh my goodness! By the way, so first of all, like I have more clothes than my wife does. <laughs> I and, never expected that. And 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 I wear like ten things, <laughs> you know. But uh, 
there's different weather and you know you have to have for you know every type of temperature and then you have to have for every type of situation uh, this is how I justify keeping a lot of stuff in my closet but a couple things that you would not know is that I have a whole rack in my walk-in closet of suits really I own more than one tuxedo <laughs> Jeff, if I'd known this, we would have made you put on us for days. <laughs> <laughs> and I collect a couple different brands of shirts. Can you share those brands? Well, one is Harley Davidson. <laughs> <I've got> like, <laughs> we, we figured that one, Jeff. <laughs> got about three drawers of them. And yes, I've got multiple leather jackets, like probably five or six. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and then the vests and yeah, a lot of stuff. But uh, you know what? There's one particular, uh, it's a nice shirt, uh, more of a dress shirt that I just can't resist when I see them and I buy them. And it's Robert Grant. Oh, my husband loves Robert too, Jeff. And he also likes Harley Davidson too. So that's, that's really I'll tell you a really funny story about Harley Davidson. One time I went to a, a thrift store, bought these like beautiful glasses. I love like different glassware. And they said, oh, we don't have it. We're out of packing to wrap up the glasses. And they throw me like a box of clothing. And the clothing is Harley Davidson, like shirts, sweaters. <laughs> I'm like, the packing is going to be worth more than the, the glasses themselves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people don't know what HD stands for. No, they don't. And, and $100 they had... because they sell $100 t-shirts. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> and these just so happen to be long sleeves, so they couldn't sell them here in Miami. So... Needless to say, I said, are you sure? Because, you know, I made sure that they knew, you know, it was at a thrift, charity thrift store. I wasn't trying to rip them off. And still, they gave me the jackets just for buying the glasses. So, wow. Yeah, no, you would have been in hog. You would have been in hog heaven, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> so, no pun intended. So, any question back to you before we get into the content? Tell me something about your fashion that I would not know. Well, Jeff, first of all, I do have a leather Harley Davidson jacket in my closet and no one would probably expect that, but my husband does have a Harley Davidson. And when you have to get on the back of a Harley Davidson, you want to make sure that you are fully protected and that's, it weighs a ton. I think people have no idea how much those jackets weigh. It must weigh like 25 pounds. Yeah. They're, they're heavy. I did not know that your husband had a Harley. That's the first time you've told me that. Yeah. Uh, you, you don't look like a Harley chick. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I Listen, I wear my, I don't have Harley Davidson boots, but I do wear my Doc Martin Diva boots. That's something people <laughs> probably don't know that I have. I've always been a huge Doc Martin fan. That's probably one of the biggest surprises, you know, that, but I have these Doc Martin Diva boots that I absolutely love and I wear them almost everywhere and they still look brand new to this day. And I've had them for like 12 years. I love good things that last a really long time. I love leather shoes. I've got a really good leather shoe source and it's not very expensive either. So none of them are like, I love luck, what I call luxury for less fashion. So in other words, <laughs> you can look good and stay clothed. 
and your bank account will love you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, luxury for less. Luxury that is for a less. Really good brand, actually. <laughs> Don't worry, Jeff. I've already got it. I own the tag. <laughs> You're not getting that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, listen, passion is uh, a huge part of our culture. It's a huge part of our society. One of the observations that I've made since, you know, understanding about what's going on in the world and particularly about how they do the predictive programming and stuff like that, fashion is a big part of that. And some of the things that they bring out and, you know, just in uh, referencing the Met Gala that went by, which is a costume party, you see essentially what they're trying to project onto society through that. Yes, Jeff, fashion and art. Those are two, you know, two things that, that I just love and admire. I love artists. I love handmade goods. And I also love fashion. And a lot of my friends are fashion designers. They can make a lot of these dresses. And it's just shocking to me to see how much fashion has changed and not for the good. Um, about three years ago, I had the privilege of going in the Christian Dior Museum in Paris during the Maison and Objet show. And this is where they had the entire museum filled with Christian Dior, you know, the 1950s versions. They pretty much did the walk through history. And I'm just telling you, it was very classic, beautiful. Most women would actually put these things on and wear them today. And it was absolutely nothing like we're seeing at some of these things that were at the Met Gala and especially people trying to make a political statement or a demonic statement with their clothes. I mean, it is absolutely shocking. Now, if you go to a place like that, Christy, I imagine you have to put in some thought to what you're going to wear to just go there. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So it wasn't the Harley jacket. Time, no, I'm not wearing the Harley jacket there. No. <laughs> I, I do love, I enjoy planning my outfits. And again, I don't spend a lot of money on my outfits. For those of you who are maybe wondering, you can follow my blog, P.S. This Rocks. I share with you where I get some of my clothing. And um, it's not very expensive, but I, but I always look nice because I believe if you dress for success, you know, success will come to you. What do you think, Jeff? I say that that is very popular. Most people say dress for success, and I think there's some truth in it. But I'll tell you, in my experience, it's been the exact opposite. Really? So, you know, in my uh, career working in audio and, and doing the different things and, you know, I'm meeting with very, very high level business people. You know, I was meeting with owners of, you know, really large venues and things like that. And I would show up with a suit and uh, I did okay. But it's when I started showing up in jeans and a t-shirt. Okay. And not trying to portray to be someone. And yeah. just coming across with humility and, and just knowledge rather than the being a suit, the trust factor went so much further up. And, you know, even earlier on in sales, I was driving Cadillacs and stuff because you had to portray the image, you know. Yes. Uh, yes. And so you want to show up as successful. And, you know, when I started showing up in a pickup truck, jeans and boots, sales went up. <laughs> That's really funny because, you know, 
when whenever we're talking about this, I can totally see that happening because of the industry. So maybe it is based industry based or, you know, based on, you know, what people what people's perception, what they think it should be. Right. So my um, ex mother in law, she was really a really funny lady. She used to dress in paint clothes, like clothes that she had been painting in. So like shorts, really old looking dirty shirts when she would go buy a new car because what she wanted to do was see if they would sell to her in whatever she had on because she didn't want to be judged for yeah. money. So she would always go like in, in those dirty clothes. Cause I would always say, Pam, why always wear this, you know? And she would say, Oh, cause like, I want to make sure that they are really, being nice to everyone. So she would, she was using it as, as a way to teach people a lesson. So in everything I've ever done, I don't judge people with what they have on. And the Bible tells us we shouldn't even worry about what we have on that we're to clothe ourselves with love and courage and a lot of other things other than clothes. We shouldn't really have to be concerned about the clothes on our bodies or the food in our mouths or how we're going to obtain that. But I do believe we have to look in today's environment, we have to look a little bit further as to what people are, number one, spending their money on and what they're actually wearing because they are sending signals, Jeff. You, you are sending a signal. And, you, you know, you're right. I think in certain industries, you have to dress the part. Um, but I also think it has to do with personality. So, you know, I've never been one of these uh, pretty boys or anything like that. I have this long goatee, you know, a little bit of a rough exterior. And it's, it's almost like putting lipstick on a pig, putting me in a suit, <laughs> right? You know, um, and it just, it doesn't seem authentic. And I, and I think we need to be really authentic. And for someone putting on a suit, it's very authentic. For me, it's not. Yeah, uh, The only time it's authentic is, you know, for instance, when we would go on a cruise. Um, one of the things I loved about cruising, and my wife and I, it was, it was our favorite vacation, is they would have the formal nights. And I absolutely loved putting on a tux and seeing my wife dressed up to the nines, you know, it doesn't happen yeah. often, right? No, and that's you that's dance and you just you feel that beautiful fabric under under your arm when you're dancing, mm -hmm. and you know it's just there's something really special about that. But you can do the boot and scoot and boogie with your jeans on too, Jeff. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so I think that's one one thing that people, you know, they have this perception that they see somebody in a dress or something like that that. You know, you're always going to have that on. But I think there's there's a time and place for everything. And speaking of time and places for everything, did you see at the Met Gala that Kim Kardashian had on Marilyn Monroe's dress? She actually had on Marilyn Monroe's dress. Borrowed from Ripley's Believe It or Not. <laughs> you're kidding me. <laughs> No. Kim Kardashian was wearing, it was Kim Kardashian. This is a whole bunch of Kardashians. Yeah, I'm yeah, assuming yeah. it was Kim. I'm sure it was Kim. Can I share my screen with you? And then we, I'll yeah. read this article. Um, yeah. So that way um, the audience can see what I've have seen. Let's see. Oh, that's something else I have up to show you. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so here is the photo. 
she has this blonde hair and everything. At first, I thought, like, am I seeing things? So I went to this article. So it's on, not up on the screen yet. You haven't shared the oh, screen. It's not. Okay, okay, wait. Let's see. Yes, I should really share, shouldn't I, Jeff? Okay, so let me share. My bad. Okay, so first of all, let me show you guys the dress. So this okay, is the you're, dress. You're still not sharing it. Still not sharing. Oh, my goodness. Right at the bottom of the uh, software, you should be able to hit the okay. share button. Okay. Share screen. Here we go. Here we go. Let's see. Let's go to a tab. Sorry, everybody. That's all right. We're just, we're just real people. This isn't uh, you know, yeah. slick. Our producers slick are off for the day. Right, Jeff? That's right. <laughs> They're off for the day every day. Oh, she she went the whole way. She dyed her yes. hair and everything. Yes. So here is Kim Kardashian for those for those listeners on Podbean. So she's wearing the cream tool dress that Marilyn Monroe wore when she sang "Happy Birthday, Mr. President." But normally, Kim Kardashian has dark hair. It's my understanding that she, it took her 14 hours to dye her hair blonde. But the one thing I'm looking at is I'm not quite buying into that, Jeff, because Kim Kardashian, I thought, had really long, dark hair. And this definitely looks like a wig to me. Um, and it would be much easier for her just to wear a wig for the evening, which, you know, I don't know. I'm not able to get into Kim Kardashian's. Well, we would know by the next public appearance she makes. Yeah, exactly. So that's something we should be all be watching out for is if, if that's truthful, because she says in the article um, that Jeff, are you able to see the article here on entertainment? No. Okay. Hold on. Let me see if I've. You can just read it. Okay. So the entertainment article says. How Kim Kardashian got Marilyn Monroe's original JFK happy birthday dress for the Met Gala. She says, I am forever grateful for this moment, Kardashian wrote, after wearing the same roughly $5 million gown Monroe wore while singing happy birthday to President Kennedy in 1962. I mean, that alone, how in the world would she have gotten that, Jeff? Kim Kardashian was the icing on the cake at the 2022 Met Gala after securing and wearing the same $5 million dress Marilyn wore to sing Happy Birthday, Mr. President, to John F. Kennedy in 1962. I'm so honored to be wearing this iconic dress that Marilyn wore in the 1962 to sing Happy Birthday, Mr. President, to John F. Kennedy. It's a stunning skin-tight gown adorned with more than six thousand hand-sewn crystals by costumer Jean Lewis. Kardashian, who closed the Met Gala red carpet as the last celebrity to enter, Jeff. She was last. Um, she entered the, the annual fashion event. She wrote it on Instagram post on Monday. Thank you to Ripley's Believe It or Not. I mean, I think that's comical alone, Jeff. I don't know what your thoughts are. Forgive oh, me. I'm getting lots of thoughts from this article. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you, Ripley's. Believe it or not, for giving me the opportunity to debut this evocative piece of fashion. I need to really look up what evocative means. Maybe some of our our evocative. Evocative. Sorry. Yes. 
<laughs> evocative. <laughs> well, number one, I don't think it's very evocative. So maybe <laughs> that's the reason it didn't come to mind. Um, evocative piece of fashion history for the first time since the late Marilyn Monroe wore it. I am forever grateful for this moment. Kardashian paired the figure hugging dress with a bright blonde hair to complete this tribute to Marilyn. She told Vogue magazine, which organized the annual Met Gala spectacle with the co-chairs Blake Lively, Ryan Reynolds, Regina King, and Lynn Manuel Miranda, that it took her 14 hours to dye her hair. And it took a small army to deliver the garment um, to her from the, its temperature-controlled 68-degree vault. The dress was transported by guards, and I had to wear gloves to try it on, she told the publication, adding that the gown was flown to her home in California via a private jet after she put herself through a strict fitness regime to be able to wear the wear it as part of the Met Gala's gilded glamour theme. I always thought she was extremely curvy. I imagine it might be smaller in some places where she was bigger and, and bigger in other places where she was smaller. Uh, maybe I read that incorrectly. I apologize. So when it didn't when it didn't fit me, I wanted to cry because it can't be altered at all. Kardashian only wore the original dress for a few minutes as she walked down the Met Gala while one of Ripley's um, conservationists was on hand to assist her while wearing white gloves. I'm extremely respectful to the dress and what it means to American history. I would never want to sit in it or eat in it or have any risk of damaging it. And I won't be wearing that kind of body makeup as I usually do. She explained. So in other words, she's telling us she normally wears body makeup. That's very interesting. That is. Um, yeah. Everything had to be specifically timed and I had to practice walking up the stairs. So this is very, very interesting, Jeff. I mean, the fact that she is wearing this dress, you know, out of all the dresses in the world that could be worn she is wearing the dress that she wore to sing to JFK. All right. And so I, <laughs> this is how the Lord works. I'm telling you, there's a lot of things in this. So first of all, in the opening statement, fashion is always telling you what is coming. Yes. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Also, it was the last thing of the evening. Is this signaling that JFK is coming back? Maybe. Didn't Cisco talk about JFK? Do you remember <laughs> what that was, Jeff? Well, listen, there's a lot of speculation. Uh, and certainly what I learned about from in the system, you know, the, uh, the Antichrist will come back after surviving a fatal head wound. That's biblical. You know, um, and there's a lot of people saying with gematria and stuff like that, but it could be signaling that uh, JFK Jr. is coming back as well. But there's definitely a JFK signal here. And what's also, it was 1962, so that would have been 60 years ago. 60, yep. Uh, you know, just there's a whole bunch of stuff that's kind of falling into place. And then 
you know, the fact that it came from believe it or not. Right. That like you can't even make this up. I mean, that's when I when I first heard this, I thought like I and then I saw the photo of her with the blonde hair. And then I heard the story of the 14 hours to dye her hair. And then I saw the hair and I'm like her hair is chopped off. Like if 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 this blonde, if she's saying that this is her hair, which I, I just feel like it's all a lie. Like it's a lie and a signal. Like I think that they, and they try to push this out and, you know, it's really sad because we really do have to pay attention to everything because they are signaling, signaling with. How how many hours was it to do her hair? 14 hours. That would be a long time. So it's 14 hours. And that's, that's what really got me because I'm like, her hair is dark, but you know, maybe there's some hairdressers out there. Maybe it really does take 14 hours to dye hair. But here's the thing. I could believe it if her hair were long and blonde, but in that with what appears to be the wig on, it would, I don't think it could take 14 hours to do a blonde bob, even if you were going from black to blonde. I don't think so. She would have to have a bob the next day. I think you're right. I think it's a wig. And so why would they tell a lie about 14 hours to do that and she had to do a, you, you mentioned a fitness routine and stuff yes. like that to fit into the dress yes. as well so there's a ton of effort uh is what they're conveying for her to wear this dress for how long for, how for long? just a few minutes it's like just a few minutes just a few for minutes a photo. for a photo basically yeah so walk up walk up the stairs to take mm-hmm. a photo to take a photo there. yeah so that i mean like that is completely insane to spend that much time. So I definitely think they're signaling with the whole 14 hours. I think they're trying to see if people maybe will question the whole hair thing. So, you know, we're going to know in the next few days, I'm sure if she comes back and she has her dark hair again, because I think they try to do things to like really push things like in people's faces to see how observant we are because normally we really don't care and i don't care about the kardashians i've never um i've never really watched the kardashians um i've represented brands that partnered with the kardashians so i had to know a little bit about the kardashians and i know that they really do absolutely not what they they perceive you know they want to perceive that they're doing for their brands or at least at the time, because that's been a while back. Um, so I think th- I think they're definitely doing something to make us question. And especially this is after the ritual. And I'm going to call it a ritual with the Kanye and Kim, like what appeared to be a, the demonic wedding. At- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it totally was a ritual. And this this Met Gala it was a ritual. They Trust yeah. me, these people were going there and they were doing rituals. I- yes. You just know it. Yes. And, you know, we have the other thing I think a lot of people may not be paying attention to. And I don't know. I don't know Anna Wintour personally. I've gotten a few items, fashion items in Vogue magazine in my past. And I have been to the Vogue offices in New York. So I know that they actually exist, although there's very few people working there, at least the, the day I have, which are on Fridays. Um, that I've had meetings there. 
the replacement for the Twin Towers. So their offices are there. All the Condé Nest offices are in One World Trade. And, you know, Anna Wintour has been the editor of Vogue for a very long time, Jeff. I mean, you know, so I have a question, you know, she she is a great editor, comes from Britain. But how long can somebody really be the editor of a publication that is the most sought after publication in fashion? I mean, those are things that we maybe should look into. So I would be very curious and I have not looked into anything. So if we have diggers out there, please, like, let's let's look into Anna Wintour. What's her background? Because that would be very interesting because of her um, being the editor for so long and part of Vogue for so long and um, the Met Gala. And guess what else Anna Wintour? There's been a movie about Anna Wintour. You know what the movie is, there, Jeff? Oh, I, I, I remember. I think I see, saw it actually. Uh, oh, she was a bitch. It's a what, really what good was, movie. Yeah. The what Devil was the name? Wears Prada. Prada. Yes. The Devil Wears Prada. So they tell you. Again, it's, you know, we wanted to think like this is she's just a B word out in public in our faces. Right. They are saying devil wears Prada. Now, if I were Prada, I have to say I would have not had anything regarding devil, Satan, anything with my brand. So that yeah. also makes me question the Prada brand, okay? So they did not say Chanel. I'm much more familiar with Chanel and Gucci brands than I am Prada as a brand. Um, but it's that would be very interesting because to see why Prada, why does the devil wear Prada? And who is Anna Wintour really? I know that she has a very strong, nice British accent that a lot of people buy into. And um, she loves tennis, She's always at the tennis matches. Um, I've actually, you know, gotten some great advice from her for a tennis brand that I used to represent that is also on Necker Island, Jeff. They make the bags. Richard Branson. Necker. Yes. For Richard Necker Branson. Island. Yes. Boy, that's an interesting uh, thing itself. Uh -huh. so here and, I know, and I know she goes to Necker Island. Wasn't that wiped out by a hurricane or something just a couple of years yeah, ago? Yeah, but they wanted, yeah, it was wiped out by a hurricane. And by the way, not only was it wiped out by a hurricane, but we have to look at the placement of this island. Okay. This is, this is what I always question. Necker Island is so close to the Dominican Republic. Okay. So imagine this long island that's divided almost in half. Haiti is on one end, Dominican Republic is on the other. Then you've got Necker Island up close, okay? So Haiti is always getting hit by hurricanes. Supposedly Necker Island and the BVI, which is British Virgin Islands, got hit by a hurricane. Dominican Republic never gets hit by a hurricane. It doesn't. No, it never. And, you know, when I ask the people of the Dominican Republic, why do you think your island never gets hit by a hurricane? You know what they've told me, Jeff? Miss Christie, we are the only country in the world with a Bible on our flag. Wow. 
And yet Haiti is known for voodoo and all this other stuff as That's well, right. right? And let me tell you, they do not like Haitians. They think Haitians are like all voodoo. Okay, so because I've had to, you know, talk to many of them, you know, regarding Haitians, you know, to to teach instead of accept. You don't have to accept voodooism, or I don't even know what what it's called, but you know, in, in terms of a religion, you don't have to accept that, but you can teach them, you know, how to be biblical because most Dominicans are biblical. They they go to the Catholic Church because I believe the Catholics have duped them. Um, you know, they really don't understand, you know, that they don't have to be a part of the Catholic Church in order to worship Jesus. So that's that's another story we won't go down. But yeah, I just think all of that's very interesting. So let me just say this. The Dominican Republic, Jeff, is so close to Necker Island that I have a kite board. So, you know, Richard Branson goes kite surfing, right? Well, my godson in the Dominican Republic, my husband tells him, get a kite board, get a cheap kite board, just in case while you're teaching her and my, and he, he was going to be teaching my daughter, he didn't, my husband didn't want him to lose like a really expensive board. Okay. Because he, you can evidently lose the boards when you're training and he didn't want him to be upset because some of these boards can be really expensive. So we get to the Dominican Republic my daughter's already gone through her lessons. I get there and he says, yeah, I got this cheap board from a fisherman. And so I go to pull it out and I'm like, oh, wow, this is a really nice board. And it says virgin on it. And I'm like, oh, you know, this is again before the whole awakening for me. Richard Branson must be making his own kite boards now. That's what I was thinking. Like, this is amazing. And, and my godson's like, no, that's cheap. It doesn't even have a painted finish on it. He's thinking like the raw wood because it's like natural wood. Right. It's like bad. <laughs> so we get out on the beach and the next thing I know, we're surrounded by German, the German guys on, on um, ATVs. So they're surrounding us on the beach and they're asking like, where did you get that board? And they're speaking in German and, and basically he's saying, you know, I bought this from a fisherman and sure enough. So, they're like, no, no, that's Sir Richard Branson's kiteboard. Really? It's Sir Richard Branson's kiteboard? So I'm like, so I'm I'm accusing my godson. I'm like, are you sure? Where did you get this board? Did you steal this board? I'm like asking him all these questions. And so I text Richard Branson's assistant, who I have the number for, and I say, you know, did Sir Richard Branson lose his kiteboard? And so we both, both parties confirmed that Richard lost the kiteboard. And it floated over to the Dominican Republic. Wow. That's how close it is. So back to questioning, why? Why is that important? Because all these people go to Necker Island. Supposedly Necker Island was hit with a tornado. So my thoughts were maybe that was a white hat operation. Well, and it's, it's also in very, it's in close proximity to Epstein Island. And Joe Biden Island. Island, yes. You know, I forget They're the name of it. Water Island, I think they call it. But so I'm just looking in and I'm thinking, you know, when was the Met Gala? You know, we're and what season we're in. We're talking about Beltane again, right? And then so it just popped into my mind. 
what is the May Queen? And the May Queen is a girl who rides or walks in front of a parade for May Day celebration. She wears a white gown to symbolize purity and usually a tiara or a crown. Her duty is to begin May Day celebrations. She is generally crowned with by flowers and makes speech before the dancing begins. So I'm just wondering, now this is an off-white dress that she's wearing, but I'm wondering if it has something to do with Beltane. Well, you know, Jeff... Because she is a high priestess. Yes, she is a high priestess. I mean, she definitely seems to be fulfilling the role. And if she's not, you know, she would not be doing these things. But also think about this. What was Kardashian, her sister, wearing? I believe my mom was saying that she... I haven't looked at all of this attire, by the way, because I used to watch, I used to really enjoy watching these shows. And I'll blame you, Jeff, for educating us on <laughs> what all of this me all of this means. But Kardashian 2022 Met Gala, if you do a search for that, it should bring up what all the Kardashians were wearing. And I believe that one of them was also wearing a, appears to be a white, Kylie Jenner was wearing a white wedding gown. Looks like a wedding gown. Have you okay. seen that, Jeff? I'm just pulling it up here. She was wearing a wedding gown. So maybe it's her. And a veil. I mean, it's even got a, a veil. Let me, let me describe it for our listeners on Podbean. So this is, I'm going to say fashion-wise, um, is, is a beautiful dress. It really is gorgeous. It looks very tasteful, 1950s. I'm going to describe it as, if everybody knows what a made dress, you know, a made dress looks like, where you have, you know, you have sleeves. Yeah. And so she has this, and it's net at the top, okay? And then it, it's like a bustier. And then it's got like a super long, ruffled, very full bottom. But she has it on with a baseball cap, white baseball cap turned backwards, and a net veil over her face. I mean, you can never make this stuff up, Jeff. I mean, it's, it's just bizarre. It's so bizarre and blatant. Uh, and yeah, and it's like, you know, and, and the top of the dress really looks like a shirt, if you will. Um, and, you know, like I said, it's like a cross between like an, an old maid uniform. Um, the lines are just the lines, not the material. And it doesn't really have a collar. Like an old maid uniform would have had like a collar. This doesn't have a collar at all. It's just like net type t-shirt um, looking piece that's just very interesting. And and didn't Cisco bring in something regarding Jeff about the um, the net and the lace? Yeah. So actually, uh, both Cisco and uh, Jesse have talked about that because the, the lace they would put into different patterns and stuff to signify uh, what the person was ready to do. So there's definitely, 
she is going to be a big part of this uh, particular ritual that is going to happen on that night. And, uh, you know, I'm just thinking with the, with the net and the baseball uh, cap, it's, it's like, you know, it's signifying a game of some kind. And mm -hmm. isn't it funny we're talking about this instead of the, you know, the food shortages that are coming. And so this yeah. is like the Hunger Games. It, it is. It is like the Hunger Games, Jeff. Um, and, you know, with all of this at the Met Gala, I don't think we're going to have time for it today to go into the art. Um, I actually want to pull together like an episode for, for us to talk about just art and what they do. We, we all know the Podesta's art and things like that, but there's much more um you know to this well because they, this this is for the costume institute right yeah this is for the costume institute and and they they do do these costumes you know for many more things um so it looks like my mom's pulled up too um that i think it's chloe or kendall oh by the way kendall is in prada jeff Kendall Jenner is wearing Prada, and I believe it's the black Prada dress. The devil wears Prada. The devil wears Prada. And so um, isn't she one of the, isn't Kendall, is, is it Kendall that's the one of the richest, like, female entrepreneurs, right? I don't I, I, I don't I didn't even think we could make this up. And not only is the devil wearing Prada, she also has on a see-through entirely see-through top shirt like i don't even know if you would call it a shirt it literally is like net really it's like, it's like wearing a veil yes it is so so i'll describe this for our for our audience on podbean this looks like a tank top if you will that's a net tank top that is so tight fitting that you can see her nipples through it and it is her waist looks like it's about um just like so tiny like so tiny because it's one of the bell base dresses with ruffles. It's pleated ruffles going vertical. I mean, the, the base is really beautiful. The top is so tasteless. It's not even funny. So this is like, and, and, and these hand, and you could tell that the ruffles are hand pleated. So, you know, they always utilize these dresses too, because there's so many man hours that goes into making a piece of couture. And that's what this is called, just in case anybody doesn't know. This is couture. This is real, you know, like handmade items. And and a real piece of couture can cost upwards of twenty-five to fifty thousand uh, dollars. In the case of Marilyn's dress, they're claiming it's five million. And and I'm talking about that's a starting figure for couture. And wow. and it requires so many people to be hands-on to make this that sometimes I feel like that's the other part of the ritual side that I'm aware of like in other words they wanted to you know because if 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 lots of people are making this beautiful piece of couture they're also like bringing in more people right so we want people under our tent to go you know to a biblical for biblical teaching where they are bringing people in unknowingly to their satanic ritual because they're helping make that piece. So if anybody out there is, is had to help make some of these things or be a part of it, 
um, just repent. That's all. You don't have to go to any prayer room or you don't have to go to your priest. You don't have to go anywhere. You just repent for being a part of it. I mean, I've had to repent for being a part of helping create propaganda because I didn't at the time I did not realize I was, you know, creating propaganda for bad people. Yeah. And you should actually just just repent because, you know, and, and it's not that you're not proud of the of your skill set, right? Because you every one of us have a skill set that we have it's a God-given skill set. Well the devil wants to take that skill set and utilize it for himself. And God will open up a doorway to utilize the skill set for for good. I mean, we just have to look for it and we have to ask him for it. We have to ask him to guide the path and show us. And again, we don't have to go to any prayer room, church. We don't have to do any special rituals. We don't have to put on a prayer cloth. Jeff, I mean, do no. you, I don't, I don't think we do. I mean, I no. certainly, I, I talked to God. Turning prayer, God. prayer into a ritual and, he, you know. Uh, there's a lot of people who say stuff like that, and it's just wrong. Uh, it's a, it's all about your heart and your faith. I totally you know? agree. And when it comes to church, you know, there. When it comes to fashion at church, you know, I I believe that you know if your church requires you to wear a certain something, then you're probably you're probably being a part of some type of ritual, because. You know, there are churches out there that you know women have to wear dresses or they have to wear a certain skirt or, you know, they're chastised if they don't. But you know what? God does not look at us and what we have on other than our courage, our love, our compassion, the things that are on the inside is really what counts. Well, I remember going to a church because there was a, a Christian band playing and I really wanted to check them out. I had just become a Christian. And, uh, you know, always into music. And I went into this church and it was like a Pentecostal church. And so I just showed up. It was an evening thing. It wasn't during a church service. It was like a Saturday night or something like that. And, uh, you know, I walked in wearing jeans and a T-shirt sort of thing. And everyone else is in suits. You know, not one person say hi. Really? Yeah. I was yeah. like, you know, chastised, I felt. No, I, I believe you should be able to wear whatever you want, Jeff. You know, as I much as so I too. as much as I love to to dress, you know, and and dress the part of whatever I'm doing. When I say dress the part, I mean like I just I just like I enjoy like clothes, but at the same time I also like to be really comfortable. So on a normal day, you know, I love like organic organic cotton skirts that like my husband refers to as boho. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he's like, he's like, where are your Birkenstocks? And I, of course, I don't own Birkenstocks. So he's kind of making fun of me, but like, so, you know, I, I say everybody should be comfortable. So whatever you're comfortable in is how people should accept you. Yeah. And then, listen, the Bible talks about fashion to some degree. I, I'm trying to think of where the verses were. Um, you know, about women should wear hats, for instance, uh, in church sort of thing. But, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I don't know. I think there, there's, you know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that important to God. Well, you know, Luke, I, 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 that's just what I think. I don't know. Well, I mean, well, the Bible tells us a lot about clothes, Jeff. I'm, I'm, I would like to read just a couple of verses. Um, Luke 12, 22 says, do not worry about life, what you will eat or about your body or what you what you will wear for life is more than food and the body is more than clothes. So, the, you know, clothes are mentioned several times in the um, Bible. 
So the other one that, that I would like our audience to pay attention to is watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are um, ferocious wolves. So, and then, um, you know, that's Matthew 7. So they're, they're, they pretend to be clothed in righteousness, yes. but they're, that's what the Bible's telling us. And, and man, there's a lot of those around right now. Yes, absolutely. And then Genesis 3, 7 says, then the eyes of both are of them were, were opened and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. So that's the first mention of, of clothing, I believe, in the Bible was, was Genesis 3, 7. Okay, so let's, let's talk about that. You bring up a really interesting point here. Because when you, when you study the Bible, when you, when you want to get to the root of a topic, you know, you usually look at the very first time it's mentioned. Mm -hmm. And so this is the first time it's mentioned in uh, Genesis 3, 7. And it's fig leaves. Yes. And, it, and, and it's, tied, it's tied around their waists. Yes. So what is God telling us about fashion? Christy, I think we're going to break news here today. <laughs> Women are supposed to be topless. <laughs> 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 Well, you know what? A lot of a lot of European beaches would agree with you. <laughs> you know what? No, no woman really ever likes to wear a bra anyway, Jeff. <laughs> Other than when they do sag down, and then you get kind of like like sweaty underneath there. So you know. <laughs> you know what? They they do not look comfortable. Uh, <laughs> no, they are not. I assure you. So, you know, one other really interesting thing, you remember there's Joseph in the coat of many colors. That's probably the most famous, you know, most famous biblical passage regarding clothes. But I think it was made by Robert Graham. I think so, too. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're very colorful. I, always, I, I, I once made a made a, a coat of many colors and I, I still have what I still have my artist sample of the coat of many colors and I call it the coat of many colors. And I love it. So there's one where John answered in Luke 3, 11, anyone who has two shirts should share one with the one who has none. And anyone who has food should do the same. So Jeff, when was the last time you cleaned up your closet? Um, in the fall. <laughs> oh, you did. You cleaned it out in the fall. Good for you. Yeah, I didn't get rid of nearly enough stuff, according to my wife. <laughs> who was helping me to sort through my closet saying, get rid of this, get rid of this. And I'm like, and, and oh my goodness, I, I, it's terrible. I look at it. I, I steward things and I have too much clothes. I, I know it. I know I have too much clothes. <laughs> so um, Jeff, you have too much clothes and most people would not even believe that my closet, and I'm not joking with this, is literally... Um, four and a half feet wide. I have two tiers. That's it. And then I have some folded storage under my bed. And then I have like a few drawers and that's it. But most, most women would die if they like, saw how small my closet is. So I'm constantly forced to steward the old clothes <laughs> anytime I find anything new. <laughs> But you don't have the, the temperature differentials that we have up here. <laughs> you know, like you, no, you have no, no, no. All the winter clothes stay under my bed. 
Yeah, but you don't have winter in Miami. No, no, not really. No, no, no. you don't have winter. Trust me. No, I travel winter. so much. I have to, I actually have to have winter clothes. So sometimes I feel like when I'm wearing my winter clothes, like I keep wearing the same ones like over and over because <laughs> I, I don't need them really that much. Yeah, no, you wouldn't. Very rarely. Oh. Remember well, at the beginning this. of the show? Remember one, one other thing. Remember at the beginning of the show, we said, people would not believe something about what we're wearing, what we wear. I just remembered something that people probably would have no clue that I wear. You want to take a guess what that is, Jeff? I'm from Georgia originally. Something that you would wear. Um, I don't know. Jean shorts. <laughs> That's what I think oh, of what Daisy I think. Of Georgia. I did wear Daisy Dukes growing up. That's true. <laughs> but to this day, I wear camo. 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 Can you believe it? I, totally. I have I have a whole camo section in my house. <laughs> I love camo. I love I love camo too. Oh, I, I, and and I've got the tactical weapons and all this stuff. I love this oh. stuff. And my mom also reminded me the other thing that I have is a red coat. You know what that a is? Red coat. Yes, from from British Army. Right. My really. Yes, my father-in-law, Mr. Tasker, was a soldier. Um, was a Queen's Guard at Buckingham Palace. So at one point, when I first met him, he said, "Do not come back to see him until I had been to see the changing of the guards," because he, like, you know. Yeah, that was he his thing. Have to go see the changing of the guards because that's that's what he did when he was a young lad. And so I told my husband, we have to go to your brother's first next time because I don't even know what this changing of guards thing is. It's a bunch of pageantry. It's actually really beautiful. But so I actually have a red coat. Yeah. So I have <laughs> one of those red coats. <laughs> so you're a red coat. You're not a patriot. <laughs> oh, I am a patriot. Yeah. I, 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 you know, at the time, keep in mind, Jeff, I've not worn the red coat in a long time. <laughs> no, that's right. And, and, you the, are and I actually have an 17. Irish version of the red coat. I didn't realize I had an Irish version of the red coat. Irish version of the red coat. How yes. does that work? Well, evidently there's some symbolism on it, like a, like a, a four-leaf cloth on it that signifies that you're Irish in the Queen's Guard. So they had significations if you were Irish, Scottish. So if we think clothes don't matter and signify something, we've got a we've got a rude awakening. And and I think that's the really the whole point of the show is we need to be looking at what people are wearing and things like that. And not in the way of interest that you know it's because they're signaling something and yes. what are they wearing and and but don't go too crazy like for instance i have a uh, a shirt that i bought because it's a really nice shirt and it's just a, it's black and white checkers right it's yeah I right i didn't buy it to look like a masonic floor you know <laughs> it's just a yeah, shirt I and so we can take this stuff back but the people who we know are involved in this stuff are signaling things for a reason by what they're wearing. Hillary wearing that red dress, you know. Uh, With all the uh, names on it. And she wouldn't even release 
all the names that are on the dress, Jeff. I didn't see names on it. I saw one picture where someone had put names on it, like Seth Rich and stuff like that. But that was like a Photoshop. That was a satire. Yeah, that was satire. So what it was, and this is where we have to be very careful and 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 to actually look because I, that dress was to me nothing but a ritual dress, and the dress embroidered with people's names. It really like was Harriet Tubman. Yes, but I've I've tried to find a complete list, and she won't release a complete list of all the names on the dress. Why wouldn't she, Jeff? Because oh, this I believe is really Nazis. They have some Nazis on the dress, Jeff. Yes, I'm gonna look that up really quick. Um, we basically you know have... what I I really think that they are pulling out all the stops right now, and and there's a, a clip that's going around the internet as well uh, with the uh, World Economic Forum announcing that they are signing an agreement with the UN or something like that to speed up the agenda to 2030. And so, of course, that's all about the environment, which is, by the way, the way to make you a slave under climate change is how they're going to do it. But yet they can fly Marilyn Monroe's dress via private jet, a private jet for a dress. Yes. So Kim Kardashian could wear it for a couple minutes. And that's where people, you know, out there, it just appalls me that they would continue to to be okay with that, like believe the whole climate change thing one one minute and be okay with Kim Kardashian having this dress like privately flown um, in a private jet. I mean, it's just, it's absurd. So, you know, if I were a follower of Kim Kardashian, I would be asking her, you know, hey, why, why would you do that? Because, you know, that, that took up, you know, for you to wear this for five minutes, um, it actually, you know, just, it, it actually just made you know, much more, gosh, I mean, can you imagine? Well, the JFK connection is the most interesting one about it. And I think, you know, listen, it's either signaling that he's ready to come out and he's going to be with Trump or something like that. Or, um, you know, the uh, his dad is part of the great apostasy and the great deception at the end. And uh, I know that they really tried to protect that bloodline of the Kennedys. Uh, it's very valuable to the cabal. So, yeah. We yeah, shall so, see. So let me just tell you the, some of the names that are on this dress that I've been able to find. And thank you, Mother, for yeah, no yeah. So she says that there are people that are no longer with us. So of course she puts her mother down. I believe Dorothy Rodham. That's her mother. She puts Lady Bird Johnson, Rosa Parks, Harriet Harriet Tubman, Abigail Adams, and Madeline Albright. Those are the ones that she listed, but it's very interesting that she, you know, you would think like to, to People Magazine, because, you know, I've been an editor um, for, you know, in procuring articles. And do you know that um, that would have been, if I were, if I were editing People Magazine, I would have said to the reporter, to the journalist, hey, can you go back and get a complete list of names that are on this dress? Because you know how we know that that she has a complete list of names on the dress, Jeff? It's because you have to supply the names to the people the making the dress. So you've already got the names down. You've got them spelled correctly. And why can't she just supply the names? I mean, wouldn't that be interesting? 
because I believe there's probably more names on there that she wants people to know about considering I believe one of the ladies that are listed um, that are in just that little list that is publicized that can be seen like at the top and it's on the bottom of the dress as well. Why wouldn't you want everybody to know who you have listed on that dress? Because I certainly would. If I'd gone to the trouble to have that many names stitched on my dress, I would want you all to know who they were. So this is a call out to the diggers because I suspect that when we get that list and we'll, we'll find it, um, these names are going to tell us a story. I believe so too. I think we're going to have to do a complete episode just on that, Jeff, because there are so many names and we do need to really dig. And so if anybody out there has time to do that, I would really appreciate it. Speaking of which, the last dig, I still could not find the architect for what was the 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 Monroe Institute Monroe Institute Jeff did you ever find it well uh, so one of my diggers has said or confirmed that it was a Frank Frank Lloyd Wright home our place so uh listen they're they're into all this uh you know basically Kabbalah you know and uh and astral projection and stuff like that so sure they'd be in the uh the people business as well, you know, how do you get your magic to work? Hey, we need some people here. They need people and and they need, you know, they need to carry those spirits with them, you know, because that's another thing is, you know, you got to think you don't really embroider someone's name on your garments and stuff like that. You know, the other thing, and and this is something that I would love the diggers help with too, Jeff, If, if anybody, you know, can research, because this is this is my pet peeve. I cannot stand when these young kids are running around with their names or their initials embroidered on their shirt. For the longest time, my daughter had to get everything embroidered. Like it was the cool thing to do in college, right? Like every shirt had to be embroidered, you know. And that would cost like ten or twelve dollars to just embroider her initials on everything. And I'm just like, this is it, to me. It was like a label. I don't really like to wear labels either. For those wondering, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, I just don't want to be labeled. I don't, I don't want to be labeled in general. I don't, you know, I want to look nice, but I don't want to be labeled. And, and uh, you know, I really think that you have to question that whenever, you know, why are, why was that trend started? And then all of a sudden you're now seeing like all these names on Killary's dress. You know, I mean, it may have nothing to do with each other because embroidery has been around for a very long time. You know, it's one of the oldest forms of. of but I of think you're right. In principle, just wearing a label is, you know, that there. So for the person wearing it, they think it's going to give them uh, they're signaling out something. They're aligning themselves with that brand. Oh, look, I wear Prada you know, or, or whatever the brand is. So people have been psychologically tricked into thinking that that gives you power of some kind to be aligned with one of these brands. Right. And and I guess here, here I am wearing all these Harley shirts, but uh, let me, let me just tell you about how someone gets so many Harley shirts. (laughs) Typically when you travel, uh, you buy a Harley shirt for every major destination you go to on your yes. Harley Davidson. 
And it's because you don't take a lot of pictures when you're riding a motorcycle. But when you buy the shirt, it's like, oh, yeah, I rode to, you know, uh, Tennessee or I rode to here, I rode to there. So that's how you get so many Harley shirts. It's a conversation starter. It is. That's what we we call conversation starters, Jeff. Speaking of which, I have some really good ideas for T-shirts that we should start wearing and creating for conversation starters. But that's a whole other topic. And we're going to be relaunching our merch shop soon with some of those ideas because this has been something that's been bugging me for about a year now. Uh, that <laughs> it, we just we just didn't get it right. Uh, and by the way, a lot of people bought. There's some great shirts on there still, right on merch.com. But uh, we're we're going to be changing up the shop and freshing it up as well. And so there's a lot of stuff to do there. And uh, hey, I'm going to be away next week, Christy. Uh, okay. At least uh, I. I plan to be away. I'll put it that way. Um, it's not a vacation. I have some business I have to tend to. Um, when I, when we come back uh, the following week, I should have some really, really big announcements, and particularly in regard to mylibertystand.com. I'm telling you, uh, you're going to want to get involved. If you're not, I'm telling you, you are going to want to get involved if you are not already. Go to mylibertystand.com and someone will contact you. Absolutely. And they're missing out on the lipstick too, Jeff. By the way, the, <laughs> lipstick, the lipstick, I would just like everybody to know, I've, I've sampled three colors of the lipstick and normally lipstick really dries my lips out. And this lipstick does not dry my lips out at all. And it oh, stays really? on really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's that's good to know. I, Of course, I've never yeah. worn it. You're sure, Jeff. <laughs> My wife rarely Listen. wears lipstick or makeup, actually. Uh, so that is not uh, something that I know a lot about. And my daughter Jeff, doesn't wear makeup either. I thought, I thought you were fashion. You were fashioning yourself after Alice Cooper. You ever lipstick eyeliner? I have never worn eyeliner and yes I survived being a musician in the 80s without doing any of that stuff (laughs) that's hilarious just in case anybody is wondering I'm not trying to send signals my nose is itching evidently someone is coming to see me (laughs) (laughs) all right well this this was actually really fun uh fun to just have a conversation around uh, some stuff that's not so dark, but yet it kind of exposes uh, what's happening in there. And when I think they're really telling us that something's coming uh, through some of the fashion and of course, just uh, in closing, one of my biggest observations about this Met Gala is the inversion of sexuality that they're doing. The men are dressing like women and uh, the women are dressing like almost like well listen they think they're gods and they're dressing like you know egyptian princesses and all kinds of stuff like that and so it's it's really i think they're signaling the elevation of women um that's coming even more and of yeah. course that and of course i'm all for uh you know elevating women of course but uh it's not the natural order in in the household uh, you know, at the end of the day, the husband or the man is supposed to take the responsibility for things, right? Yeah. And, and not not the woman. Um, 
And the responsibility of a man is to love his bride as Christ has loved his bride. So, you know, not putting men above women or anything like that. I'm just saying the men are to be held accountable by God for their household. And so raising up the woman to be, you know, in charge of everything that's, uh, and I'm not against women CEOs. Or in fact, I would hire a woman over a man as a CEO. I find yeah. women are way more organized, you know, yeah. typically, and uh, and and really get things done. But but they're just know. trying to break up the family, Jeff. That's what they're trying to do. I mean, because you can't you can't have a family have a man, and I mean they're they're just trying they're trying to do anything they can to tear apart the family. Yeah. So you know what? You want to fight the cabal? Have more kids. If you're uh, if you're in that age group, go and have a big family. Exactly. I'm telling you. The, I, I remember I used I, one of the best pictures that I've ever seen, and it was a friend of mine in, in another church. He was a photographer, and he happened to take this picture of this cutest baby. You know, just a beautiful baby. Of course, they all are beautiful, but this particular photograph was captivating and he put underneath the uh, the picture of the baby a baby is god's way of saying the world must go on yes and uh, that has always stuck with me so you know that's Jeff, why I that last you, abortion just, and stuff was so hard that's right and you know i think that that we have to ask ourselves this i went to post and i was going to post the photo of aborted you know the actual cell of abort aborted fetuses if i post that photo on social media i will be banned from social media because they'll say oh it's this it's a dead it's a dead um human because i've done it before i i know i mean I, i'm i'm kicked off a of TikTok because i posted what actually happens in a satanic ritual in Africa of where they're literally roasting a person alive, you know, putting them on a stick and roasting them alive. Okay. But it's no different with these babies other than they can't even try to defend themselves because they don't know to defend themselves. But if we post that right now on social media, we will be kicked off. So why wouldn't they want that posted? Because they know it's going to jar people's emotions. If a dog jar emotions. The, this would this photo would definitely jar emotions. So here's what I'm going to do. I am going to post it on my Telegram if I haven't already. I think I may have already posted it. And I highly recommend that you text that photo to any of your friends to share <coughs> it because they need to see it. If people are in support of abortion, they really, really need to see this photo. They they need to know what the procedure entails because it is just absolute gross mutilation and yeah let, let's 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 move off it i get i get, yeah. get so upset with this topic honest to goodness um yeah i it just it, it just breaks my heart and so many people are fooled and you know women are out there uh and men are out there you know basically we want to kill babies they're protesting mm-hmm. it's so such a big part of their life and yep and by the way, the Fashion Institute, fashion is uh, all behind that as well. Yes, yes. And that's what's really sad. So, you know, we can't support that. We can't support different things. And I'm, I'm trying to come up with a few options um, that I can point people in the right direction to because the fashion industry is so bad 
that I would say spend as little as you can um, or you have to, I should say, and, you know, shop thrift in the time being, because like, don't give them any more money than you have to, because it's, it's really that bad. Don't be a part of the fast fashion because the other part about fashion is the amount of people that are for enforced labor camps. A lot of the Uyghurs in China are forced in forced labor camps and in other parts of the world. I mean, there are literally buildings that have fallen uh, where they can't, we don't even pay enough for the clothing to maintain the company. The company can't maintain the building and then it falls on its own workers. That happened, I believe it was in Vietnam um, that that's happened in, in a couple of different places actually. And would think that that would wake people up, but no, Americans, you know, they really don't seem to mind as long as they're getting what they want. Convenience, yeah. We got to take it back, and and that's why my liberty stand is so important, and uh, and we need to do the same thing in fashion and all kinds of other stuff. Uh, We need to bring it back, and it doesn't have to be more expensive because our labor is more expensive. Uh, And by the way, you know, paying people good is not a bad thing. No. You know, it really isn't, and uh, there's there's always a, a market for it. So, final thoughts, Christy. Well, I just want to say today, if you're interested in in following any of my fashion blogs that I've written in the past, you can go to psthisrocks.com. That is my personal lifestyle, fashion, beauty. I share a lot of tips on there, so I'd highly yes, recommend that you. Rocks, I love PS that. This rocks, yep. Psthisrocks.com, and um, you know. Back to P.S. This Rocks, Jeff, you know how I said the story about the Richard Branson kite board? Okay, I actually started that blog to tell that story. So isn't that funny how things come full circle? So something something cabalish can turn into something good. And and God can make anything turn out for his good. And that's what we're seeing. You know, uh, just remember, folks, with all this stuff going on in the world, um, and we're just talking about that, you know, God is still going to make some moves, folks. Uh, you know, this world isn't up to these uh, Satanists. They've been in charge for a long time, but I'll tell you what, God is large and in charge. <laughs> and, he certainly uh, is. Absolutely. And he, right. will direct, he will direct your path if you just ask him. Again, you don't have to go anywhere. No healing rooms, no prayer rooms, no collecting consciousness, no asking me or Jeff or anybody else, how should you pray for something? Just talk to him like a friend and ask him. Sometimes I ask him, Lord, just show me where, like, I'll, I'll just flip my Bible open. I have a like physical Bible. I'll just flip it open and say, show me where to start. And like, you'll look down and it's like, oh my gosh, this is exactly right. you know, what I needed to hear. Exactly. And a lot of people do that. And, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, a good friend of mine does that it seems to give her incredible revelation is when she's thinking about going to the Bible for something, she happens to look at the clock. And, you know, if it says 316, oh. she's going to go find all the verses that say 316. And by the way, you, and if you put all the verses that are in chapter 3, verse 16 in the Bible, they'll tell a story on its own. It's incredible. Wow. Okay. You know, that's a really good, that's a really good tip, Jeff. No supercomputer could write the Bible. There's no, no this is beyond human intelligence, folks. Uh, this could only have been done by God. Yes. And, and it's so interesting. It really reads like a novel. And if nobody listened to our last interview, I hope that they'll go back and, 
and listen to our last episode together because we gave a lot of tips out too. We did. That's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for being here. Listen, hit that like button or hit the rumble like or whatever it's called. Um, leave comments. We want to hear from you and uh, we appreciate you. God bless you. We'll see you in, uh, well, probably on Sunday, but then uh, away for a week and then we'll be back. God bless you. Remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself. And Christy, what should they do? Make a difference in your community.